0: Here in the city, we don't charge for any infrastructure that we build in the city. We're going to charge for the service, but we're not going to charge for that particular infrastructure.
1: Welcome to Episode 201 of the Community Broadband Bits Podcast from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. I'm Lisa Gonzalez. We regularly use the term essential infrastructure to describe Internet networks. For years, experts and everyday people have compared the Internet to something as basic and necessary as the streets we drive on. In this episode, Chris talks with Ernie Statton, Deputy Director of Public Service in Fairlawn, Ohio. The city recently announced that it would bring better connectivity to its community with a publicly owned network. In this interview, Ernie explains how the community is embracing the philosophy of Internet networks as essential infrastructure as they move ahead with their fiber optic project. Learn more about the new network at fairlawngig.net. Now here's Chris with Ernie Statton, Deputy Director of Public Service at the City of Fairlawn, Ohio.
2: Welcome to another edition of the Community Broadband Bits podcast. I'm Chris Mitchell, and today I'm speaking with Ernie Statton, the Deputy Director of Public Service at the City of Fairlawn in Ohio. Welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me.
2: Absolutely. Um, Let's talk a little bit about Fairlawn just to get going. Tell me, what is Fairlawn like? How big is it? Where is it located? That sort of thing.
0: Fairlawn's in Northeast Ohio. We're uh, a suburb of the city of Akron. Roughly 20 20 minutes south of Cleveland is uh, the Akron-Fairlawn area. The population here is uh, 7,400 people in the evening and at night, but during the day, uh, we have we've have quite a bit of uh business here in Fairlawn, and during the day we we reach somewhere around 40,000 people that are actually in the city so it's uh, I guess what a lot of people would say is a bedroom community where not much goes on at night but during the day it's a it's a pretty busy place
2: wow that's um i when you were first describing it i was kind of imagining maybe people were going elsewhere for work but it sounds like a lot of people come in to work that's
0: right yeah we're a, we're a, Destination, I would say we we have a nice uh, mix of retail and office space. We you know we have the basic mall and the plazas and and restaurants, but then at the same time we have quite a few uh, Class A office buildings here in, in the city, and uh, uh, so that that was a big driver of the idea of Fairlawn Gig.
2: Well, let's talk about Fairlawn Gig. What do you have uh, in mind to do? Fairline
0: Gig is the combination of fiber optics to every home, every business, and Wi-Fi, a citywide Wi-Fi, which will be a carrier-grade Wi-Fi at some point. Initially, you know, during the build, it's going to be a free Wi-Fi, more like a hotspot. Over time, it will become carrier-grade where we can actually sell service off of the Wi-Fi. The big piece of it is obviously uh, putting fiber optics into the entire city. We're going to be able to serve uh, every resident, every business. We're going to sell uh, phone service, uh, internet service, and then uh, we, we stayed away from the idea of uh, having a, video service with it. So what we're doing is we're trying to educate uh, people here in the city that uh, if you wanted a TV service where it's a a bundle type service, you could go with a Dish network or direct TV as part of our service, or you could do some of the -the over-the-top services that are out there
2: that sounds like the city of the future to have uh the wi-fi you know a good wireless product and and a really great connection to every home uh, i think i saw that you uh, you have the pricing already set up in terms of uh what you're going to be charging for capacity for the the wired service don't you
0: we do we do and uh we will set up the 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 wi-fi service plans once we're built out and it's robust enough the, the with the wi-fi the the one issue that we were afraid of is we can't build out the entire city at once, so our idea was once we're completely built out with fiber, we'll be able to back all that, uh, all that Wi-Fi, so then we'll, we'll have a real system. But yes, right now we have the service packages we're offering uh, for residential. We're offering one gig of service for seventy nine ninety nine, and we're also offering uh, one gig of service for for business for five hundred dollars.
2: And I think you're going to be offering a couple of other tiers also, just so people don't have to only take a gig, right?
0: That's correct. Uh, we're hoping that most people take a gig. One comment that we heard early on is I. I from some of the residents and some of the businesses, I don't need a gig, but most people feel they don't need a gig because they've never experienced a gig. So it's you know it's all relative. Um, we're expecting a lot of people to switch over at some point, but we are offering packages of uh, 100 meg and uh, 50 meg uh, package in business and uh, a 30 meg uh, me- package. All these packages are uh, symmetric. So the 30, we we actually started out with that one, saying 30, 30, 30. It would be 30 in, 30 out, and uh, uh, 30 dollars a month, um, which I think is a package that a lot of people probably will take residential uh, will end up taking, but we'd like to gear towards the one gig package.
2: Well, I'm sh- I'm sure absolutely. Well, tell me a little bit about the service that was available beforehand. I'm presuming that you had something available, but it maybe wasn't meeting your needs locally.
0: We did. We we have two incumbent carriers. Uh, the city of Farallon, it's, it, it's a little strange because we're split by the two old bell system, phone systems. So uh, at the center of our city is uh, West Market Street, Route 18. That's the, the main thoroughfare through uh, Farallon. On the north side of West Market Street, we had uh, one phone carrier. South side, we had another phone carrier. So they, they still honor those agreements and they, they don't they don't cross. So we we were left in a situation where we we were kind of an edge type city. They weren't interested in building more infrastructure in the city. We actually asked them from the very beginning. Our thought was that we would just go to them and ask them to to do it. And and hopefully we would help out with uh, bringing in better service. When we decided to do this, we averaged in the city that we had 15 download and one upload, and that was business and uh, residential.
2: That's rough in this modern climate of everything being digital.
0: Correct. Uh, the the upload was actually more of the complaint because of all the things that now you know people are sending these pictures and. Uh, The doctors working on uh, different things they they couldn't send was the biggest complaint. At the same time, our mayor joined a a Northeast Ohio group that uh, is trying to bring business into Northeast Ohio. So they go over to trade shows uh, in Germany and Japan and China. And when he went to those trade shows, everyone talked about how great the Northeast Ohio area is for land. It's uh, relatively inexpensive for land and we have water. But we don't have uh, any broadband capabilities. So while that was going on, that that changed us to start looking into what could we do internally. Uh, Here
2: we are. So one of the things that struck me about Fairlawn is that you do not have a municipal electric utility. Um, I'd like to know a little bit more about um, how you structured it and then how you got the advice um, to go in the direction that you have.
0: You're correct. We don't have a municipal utility. We don't have electric. We don't own the water that's in the city, uh, actually city of Akron. Uh, we, we get the water from city of Akron. So we didn't have a back office. Um, and that was a that, that was a big piece to, to building this. So we had the idea, obviously, that uh, we felt that we could put fiber optics in where we do a really good job here in the city of constructing infrastructure. Um, even though we don't we don't bill for it, so the idea came that we could we felt that we could build it, and we felt that we could go and find the right people to uh, engineer it. But we also needed that piece that that anyone that had electric or any other utility they would already have it. We didn't have a marketing team or a back office where we could bill. So how we handled that on our end is we actually have we put out an RFP for a service provider that would act as Fairlawn gig and that service provider will uh, will handle the retail they'll handle wholesale uh, they'll do uh, the marketing they'll do the billing all that will fall under the city of Fairlawn actually under my uh, control but but they're they're doing the work and then they're doing it as a business so uh, the deal that we have in place is that 55% of all revenue would come to the city of Lawn. 45% of all revenue would go to the, to the service provider.
2: So who is that service provider you've decided to work with?
0: Uh, we decided to go with Extra Mile Fiber out of Dayton, Ohio and uh, there there were numerous reasons for that but i can tell you one large reason uh what we found out is because we were this is a different business model we needed to go with a company that was a little more uh a a smaller company not someone that already has this large business model in place and has to follow it we initially thought that we would go with a, a larger provider we just were never able to to work that out the the second piece to it is we wanted to go with someone that was in the state of Ohio because we wanted the call center and all customer service to, to be handled in the state of Ohio. We didn't want a situation where uh, you call in and then you get put on hold and you're talking to someone in Texas that doesn't have an idea of where Farallon's at or what, uh, what needs are in Fairlawn. So, So we fixed both of that.
2: Texas might even be a a stretch. I mean, I think a lot of times when I call some of those companies, I'm just glad to get someone in the United States. Um, (laughs) You're correct. um, So what is does Extra Mile do? Uh, What did they do before they started working with you? I had not heard of them before.
0: They do a little bit of this same process in in the city of Dayton. They have two or three projects there around the city of Dayton. The owner of Extra Mile has been in uh, in, in cloud-based data employment for quite some time. So that that led us to him, and he he actually answered our initial RFP. And uh, at the end of the day, we decided to go with Fujitsu to build. But we were always interested in him because he has some great retail ideas. So so we're hoping that we. We captured the best of both worlds by having this larger company, Fujitsu, build and design it and having Extra Mile run the retail. Lee Sandy is the name of uh, the owner of uh, Extra Mile.
2: And so one of the things that you mentioned was that you'll be splitting the revenues. Um, You get uh, the city gets a little more than half. Did you say 55 percent? That's correct. Um, and then the, the service writer will get the 45%. Are you, um, would you say that your project needs to um, break even financially for it to be a success, uh, which is to say um, that uh, the, the bonds that you're issuing would have to be repaid solely by the revenues of the fiber project?
0: No, that was not, that was not our goal. Early on, I went to the mayor and council with the idea that uh, here in the city, we don't charge or we don't assess or add taxes for any infrastructure that we build in the city. So if you have a road in front of your house that needs to be replaced and the city of Fairlawn replaces it, we don't charge for that road or water line or whatever infrastructure that we would uh, take care of. So I went in with that same idea. We should not be charging for the infrastructure. We're gonna charge for the service, but we're not gonna charge for that particular infrastructure. So saying that, we knew all along that it would be difficult to pay back bonds. Now, we hope that we're successful enough that in uh, the later years, we're paying back the bond. But during the initial years, we we were focused more on paying for the maintenance and any additional uh, work that needs to be done. We're focused more on taking care of the maintenance and refresh. And then paying debt because the city of Fairlawn, we were able to put the bonds out and we were able to do fairly well that we put out $10 million and uh, we're a little less than $600,000 that we're going to take out a general fund to pay for it.
2: You know, that's it's refreshing to hear that because I've been expecting to see more cities doing that sort of thing. Um, It's been a lot of years in which uh, elected officials will talk about how this is essential infrastructure, uh, but they've not been treating it like essential infrastructure the way they pay for it a lot of times. So I would um, congratulate you for focusing on on it as in essential infrastructure. One of the other things that I find really interesting is that um, you're not only building within your borders, right? I think you're actually going to be doing some economic development work outside of your own city.
0: That's correct. We have a JED, which is a Joint Economic uh, Development District. At the end of the day, the reason for the JED is it, it stops annexing because you're providing water. It's a very good deal for all, both communities. There's there's no issue that uh, the outside community would be afraid that the city would annex. And the city doesn't have to go through the process of annexing. We have to go through the process of getting them water. So we, I said earlier we don't own the water, It's so that's why it's considered... Akron, Fairlawn, and Bath, Jed, the reason why we chose that is legally, we, we sh- should only be paying for something that we actually are getting uh, some type of tax money from. We should not be trying to go outside of our borders until until we can reach an agreement with everyone outside of the borders. So we knew that we could uh, develop this joint economic uh, development district because we get the taxes from them. But at the same time, we felt that it was essential that uh, this joint area, uh, because of the business, that they had to be involved with it.
2: One of the things that I found really inspiring working in this area is seeing how building this infrastructure of the future can bring cities together. Uh, we, you know, we've seen cities that have a history of trying to lure um, companies from nearby cities into their community with tax breaks and things like that. That's what I think of. Um, a lot of us don't like to see that sort of thing. But when it comes to broadband, we see a lot of times cities working together as a region, and uh, that's I think that's the legacy we want to see. So, um, you know, can you just tell me a little bit about um, a little bit more about how that plays into why it's important for everyone to have good access and not just cut it off at the borders of Fairlawn?
0: You know, I think it goes to the whole idea that the mayor joined a group to bring business here into uh, Northeast Ohio. He didn't join that group to bring business into Fairlawn, which he joined it because all of Northeast Ohio needs to do a little more marketing, a, a, a little more sharing, bringing in uh, uh, bringing in business. So naturally, I think this whole idea of Fairlawn Gig will take off around the whole area. I just had to send off a, uh, a flyer to one of the businesses here. Out of the four quadrants of the state, we were ranked the lowest in broadband uh, connectivity. Again, we probably should be looking into bringing this to the whole region. Since we've uh, addressed it with council, and council approved it, a lot of uh, cities around us have been reaching out to us, talking about how we could potentially grow this network and help them with their network. It's a region that, that needs help. It's not just one city, and, and we're not looking at it that way.
2: And I guess the final question I'd like to ask you is, you know, do you have a sense that, that people are supportive of this? Is this something like, I mean, do people stop you on the street to talk Talk about it. Uh, How do you have a sense people are reacting?
0: Throughout the process, we did multiple um, surveys. We have a compactor system here at the city of We have 85% of all of our residents bring their trash to my complex and put it into a compactor. We don't go and pick up the trash, they bring it to us. That piece says a lot about Fairlawn, but it also gives us the opportunity to reach out to our residents because, again, 85% of the, the people are coming there. So we were able to do surveys there. We were able to talk to quite a few. The compactor is residential, so the businesses we did a lot of, walking, going to uh, the chamber meetings, and just discussing with them to see, yes, are we on the right on the right page here? And we found out all along that we are on the right page overwhelmingly on the right page. The last survey that we did, we, we surveyed 400 people that went to the compactor on a Saturday, and uh, 97% of those people wanted to see something happen where they could get better connectivity. That really catapulted us into that we have to build this. We are on the right page. 30 days ago, actually, the referendum period ended uh, yesterday. 30 days ago, Council approved it, and we launched our website, and we sent flyers out to the community. And in those flyers, we gave, uh, we gave a website address that uh, if you were interested in continuing uh, to learn about Fairlawn Gig, because we don't know exactly where we're building 100% uh, to everyone, when, that, when they'll get it. So we didn't want to have a sign-up yet. We wanted to have people just uh, get a newsletter. We're over 500 people in less than a month without doing any construction that have signed up to say we want more information, and and most of those more information have been, when can I have it? How soon can I get it? it? It's been a great response. So I said earlier, we have 7,400 people in the city. We started out in the first month with 500 people that have basically signed up. And again, we haven't put a shovel in the ground yet now. The end of May, we will have a shovel in the ground. That's uh, pretty massive, I think.
2: Yes. It sounds like there's a lot of support for it. Is there anything else you want to tell us about the project?
0: We're having a press conference today to say that we are officially going to construction. We've made it through all the approval process. We've received the money to do the project and we have the contracts in place to go do the construction. Secondly, we're planning on taking our first step in building Towards the Hilton and Farallon. the Akron Farallon Hilton is the longest privately owned Hilton in the world, and the gentleman that owns the Hilton has been a big proponent of of what we're doing here. I've said all along, it the. Best test place that you could ever have is a uh, hotel because you have so many business people coming in, trying to work from their rooms. And uh, I'll give you a small quote that he has given to me over and over and over again. And I'm sure he'll say it uh, here today at the press conference. His quote is always, I could turn the hot water off today and I'll get less complaints than I do about the Internet.
2: I <laughs> absolutely believe it. Yes. 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 <laughs> and I'll tell you, I've long been wanting a service that would just tell me, like, um, you know, when I'm searching for a hotel somewhere, if I knew that the hotel had high quality internet access, I would easily pay an extra 20 or $30 a night for the ability to stay there just to not have the uncertainty of having bad hotel connectivity.
0: Yes, agreed. I, I think, you know, going to these conferences that I've gone to, it's uh, pretty amazing that uh, I didn't realize that some hotels, it, it's just not, it's poor quality this hotel will have, will have the best of the best, we believe.
2: Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for telling us more about Fairlawn and your project. Okay, thank you. That was Chris and Ernie Staten,
1: Deputy Director of Fairlawn Ohio's Public Service Department. Check out our stories on Fairlawn at muninetworks.org and learn more about the project at fairlawngig.net. Send us your ideas for the show. Email us at podcast at muninetworks.org. You can follow MuniNetworks.org stories on Twitter where the handle is at MuniNetworks.org. You can also follow Chris on Twitter. His handle is at Community Nets. The transcript for this and other Community Broadband Bits podcasts is available at MuniNetworks.org slash broadbandbits. Thank you to the group Forget the Whale for their song I Know Where You've Been, licensed to Creative Commons, and thank you for listening to Episode 201 of the Community Broadband Bits podcast.